T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's going on, everyone? Jenna Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling on this uh, Monday morning. And look, the Eagles, they do it again. They get a win again. They get to 13-1. and Soak that in this morning. 13, look, not as impressive, obviously, as some of the past games, but a gutsy, pull-it-out kind of win in tough conditions. And the Eagles get the victory in Chicago. We'll discuss it today and do it all with you on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Joe. Hey, bud. Asia is bigger than the moon. Asia is bigger than the moon. moon That's looks interesting. Pretty big. Moon looks pretty big up there. Yeah. 14.6 million square miles of surface okay. area yep. for the moon. Asia, 17.2 million square miles. Wow. So Earth's biggest continent is larger than the moon. Pretty cool fact right there. I like that one a lot. Um, look, I also like a 13-1 football team. Didn't love every twist and turn of how they got there. And obviously you want to hear from everyone, 215-592-9494. Look, John, not as purely impressive a win by the Eagles as others, but I was proud of them. Because, you know, it's encouraging to see them win a game that way. And by the way, it didn't surprise me to see them win a game that way from the standpoint that I thought they were gutsy and resilient and full of composure and that kind of stuff. stick to itness. Well, they showed all that. Heart, well, yeah, competitiveness. Well, hold on. You, you say it didn't surprise you to see them win a game that yep. way. I think you and I both expected uh, 
I don't know, more production. No, it surprised me. To, oh, no, no, let me clarify. It surprised me to see them win this game that way because, yes, I thought the Eagles were going to handle the Chicago Bears. So I was surprised that the game was so close, to be clear. I'm not uh, passing over that. My point was if the Eagles had to reach into their bag of let's get to that extra level of heart in tough conditions – I would have expected them to check the box, but until you see him do it, you know, you don't necessarily know, and they checked that box. So I was, I was proud of him in that way. I will say, though, the most concerning thing, and this is a big-picture thing, was the Jalen Hurts passing reality in cold weather. He, he gutted it out, and he pulled it out in the end, and he obviously played a better second half than first half. But I'll just tell you guys, think Sunday, January 22nd, Link, Divisional round. Think Sunday, January 29th. Link. Divisional round. John, if I'm Nick Sirianni, I am using the next month. I am working with Hertz. I am I am praying to the gods for cold weather on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays when they practice. I want cold weather practices, and I'm going to get them handling that ball for the next month outdoors, passing in cold conditions right. for the because that was – he struggled. It wasn't as good. He struggled and, with the cold weather. And I weather. wondered early on, hey, is, is swirling wind responsible for some of these misses? Uh, after the game, he talked about he couldn't feel his hands. His hands were numb. Yeah. So it wasn't – there were a variety of, of outside factors that affected the way he threw the ball. To your point, fortunately, by the end of the game, the dime that he dropped to A.J. Brown Tremendous. down the right sideline yep. was one of the best throws we've seen all year. Yep. But it wasn't consistent. And I will say that Bears team played their best game of the year. Jalen had his worst outing. Jalen, his, his passer rating was 64.6. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields' passer rating, 119.5. Right. And, and the Bears ended up netting only 91 yards through the air because of the sacks that removed 61 yards. Yeah. Uh, and the really Bears and the Bears and the Bears ask Fields to do less in the passing game yeah. than the Eagles ask Hurts to do, obviously. But they asked him to do more than what they were planning because the game started well, to get away. Well, eventually, yeah. And it was uh, it, it was a good showing by that Bears team. You could tell they had two weeks to play. You could see that uh, Matt Aberflus did a really nice job of coaching that defense up to try to take away our ride and decide attack. And that concern you a, a little bit, yeah. a, a little bit, because they were they were doing things. And, and everyone who says terrible play calling, why didn't Miles Sanders get the ball until six minutes left in the second quarter? That's what the Bears wanted. Like, we have to understand the way this offense is constructed is it's taking what's there. And when you crash that defensive end and take the back away which is what they did and then you run blitz they blitzed a ton they went on the Bears defense went on stretches where it was a blitz every single play they were sending guys to areas run blitzing and trying to hold up on the backside in in man coverage and we burnt that at, you know, on a few occasions and Jalen burnt that on the one occasion on the draw where he yeah. went into the end zone with without anyone within 35 yards of him that was crazy. But the Bears said, we're going to force Jalen to keep the ball. And that is why 
Miles Sanders didn't have a carry until, you know, halfway through the three quarters of the way through the second quarter. It's not bad play calling well, by but, Shane Well, But, but hold on, John. Let me let me hold on. Let me challenge you on that though, because there are many out there, and I'll be one of them, that would say because this is what you don't want. You don't want the Andy Reid mindset of, like, I'm just planning to do what I do, and I'm going back to old Andy when he would frustrate us as Eagles coach, even though he was a terrific coach. You want your head coach to recognize, my quarterback is struggling to handle the ball right now through the air. He just he is. He's struggling. The Bears are doing something to put it in his mind that he should have this be a passing play instead of handing it off to Miles. So how about we just call a, oh, I don't know, a traditional run. Where it's actually just yeah, a, call a called run, well, like they, that because that's not what they do. Very I, but, often. but 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 and didn't they, they did but didn't that, that first half more required? Hold on, by the way, when they did the call it and run it runs, that Chicago defense, the way that they decided to take the run away, they did a good job of stopping those. And Miles Sanders, maybe it was he didn't get into a rhythm. He was not as good this week as he has been for the the rest of this season. So. They took Miles out. They they removed him from the equation with the way they played defense, and I thought it was really smart. And and I came away from that first half thinking, holy cow, this is now the 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 template. You know, like every week, I'm waiting to see what the defensive coordinator that we face is going to do yep. to try to slow us down. They succeeded. They succeeded in that first half, and then things broke down because. The man coverage behind it all couldn't hold up because A.J. Brown is too good and Devontae Smith is too good. Those guys are awesome. And Jalen got it together to where he was able to put the ball where it needed to be. But a lot of that was just good Bears football. Let's go to the phone. Let's get a lot of reaction here today. Your reaction to the Eagles-Bears game, 215-592-9494, the 13-1 record. Awesome, but less impressive yesterday in the way they won the game. Good to see him pull it out, but obviously – Far from their finest performance. Plus, Reddick, the defense, the whole deal, the sacks, it's all on the table. To the phones we go. Joe and Mayfair kicks us off. Hi, Joe. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. And I'm going to disagree with you, Mr. Richie, this morning. And uh, 19 straight plays where a running back doesn't touch the football. You know, when your defense knows that you're not running the football, it's very easy to defend. And not to do any misdirection or pull your guard, pull your center, or do something to disrupt what the Bears were doing. That's poor offensive coordinating to me, especially allowing your quarterback out there without hand warmers. I mean, what NFL team doesn't make sure their quarterback has hand warmers out there for the game? Well, maybe that was well, Hurts' choice, choice, right? Yeah, they, they yeah. got hand warmers out the wazoo, and and they well, got those the, the hand muff thing that you can put on. That it was his well, choice. Whatever responsibility that was, it was dumb. And I love Jalen Hurts, <laughs> and you guys know I love the, love the man to death. He did not prepare for that element yesterday. That's on him. Look, thank that Joe. Thank God it was mid-December against the Bears instead of January against San Francisco or Dallas or whomever at the link. I mean, I'm glad I'm I'll put it this way, Joe. I'm glad yesterday happened because I think the Eagles can learn from it. But it, they they he's he's got to do a better job in those elements. He he really did struggle for a good portion of that game. You know he did, but you know what quarterback's not going to struggle with sidewinding wins when you're asking him to throw? I get it. I think, I, I think he I know. threw. Six balls over 30 yards in the air yesterday and that's the play calling well and that's what you know Sirianni says well we, we saw something in their defense well the Ellen saw something else so you need to adjust and thank goodness your quarterback came around and bailed you out for a poor game plan why don't you go 12 uh, John Richie why don't you put three tight ends in there to to confront what the Bears were doing with in the run game why don't you go in there and pound them to make them change what they were doing that's what I'm saying. The Eagles just did the same thing over and over and over again and kept the Bears in the game. 
And then when you're doing that, you have no rhythm whatsoever. Hurts had no rhythm. Sanders had no rhythm because they didn't get in any flow at all. So I do blame the coaching yesterday offensively more than I do the quarterback who still put up a pretty good game in the second half despite the poor play calling all day. All right, Joe. It was something different. It was something – they were very aggressive, and, and they were sending guys from all over the place. And so we were just trying, sort of in damage control trying to figure out what they were doing for the first half. And and I'm telling you, I, I think it's more good coaching by the Bears who had two weeks to get ready for this game take us and throw us off your reaction the eagles they get another win but it was a different kind of win your reaction to it all jared cameron john richie on 94 wip oh yeah they did that was awesome so that was the cowboys uh radio call i don't know if that was brad sham i know he's done their games through the years maybe that was brad sham um you know, John, there were a lot of twists and turns in the in the action uh, of across the league, including that unbelievable Minnesota game on Saturday. Just unbelievable. And I never really felt, even when Minnesota won, that they were really a threat to the Eagles as the one seed, just because the Eagles were two up and then really three up because they held the tiebreaker. But Dallas was the one team. You know, during that Eagles-Bears game yesterday, I'm thinking, well, I mean, the Eagles could now lose this game. I mean, they obviously could have lost yesterday. Dallas should have won. And if that had happened... And then Dallas would have won on Christmas Eve. Now you're tied with two games to go. I don't even know who would have held the tiebreaker. Dallas like, would I thought have, it was Dallas. Yep. So it, it got a little it got a little hairy there. It it did get a, like unusually hairy for a twelve and one team. Really when, did. When it was twenty five to twenty and we just saw uh them score on that Pringle touchdown. Yep. Where Justin Fields bought time, looked like he was keeping it himself, and Darius Slay ended up, you know coming up to support the run left Pringle alone it felt like wow that was that was too easy they can do that they can do that to us again if they get the opportunity to get this ball back it was it was in doubt the outcome was in doubt it was totally in doubt but Dallas losing I mean you want to talk about typical Dallas I mean just typical typical Dallas although Trevor Lawrence really looks like he's coming on especially since he played the Eagles about two months ago He's obviously improved a lot, so I'm happy for Doug, and Doug really helped the Eagles out. It obviously means if the Eagles lose to Dallas, and they could, Eagles are a one-point favorite in Dallas, it's really not that big a deal because then the Eagles in all likelihood would take care of business in the final two games. I don't think we're a one-point favorite. I think we're a one-point underdog. Ooh, maybe I misread yeah, I'll, it. I'll double-check. I, I thought I saw an open. We are the underdogs. I don't know if that changed. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. All right, let's go to the phones. We'll figure that out. Speaking of the phone lines, Luke is on the phone line right now. He was in those – in the windy city, in the windy conditions, in the cold conditions, our buddy Howard Eskin. How you doing, King? Uh, I'm just great. By the way, uh, Dallas is the one-point favorite. Now, that okay. can change by the week. But what I wanted to call about, you know, callers think that they're the most brilliant people in the world in analyzing what's going on and having reasons for what happened or didn't happen. The caller just a short time ago that said, Jalen Hurts was unprepared without hand warmers is clueless that he is clueless that he is clueless. Absolute dope. First of all, you have the pouch, right, that the Mm -hmm. players wear. In the pouch, you should have seen how many boxes of hand warmers were all over the place there. I had a hand warmer in one of my gloves, and my fingers were still cold. The the Mm. Gatorade that they poured for the players in the paper cups, it was freezing. There was ice and it was so cold. It was brutal. But he was prepared. But it doesn't matter. As soon as you take your hand out 
of the pouch and off the hand warmer, and I did the same thing, you're immediately cold again. He just, you know, he said he was he didn't get a feel or whatever, but it wasn't. I just want to make it clear. Oh, I appreciate that. Howard, let, let, me, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm, cu- I'm curious. You, you've obviously been on the sidelines for a lot of Eagles games, including yeah. playoff games at the link. Does it give you some concern that Jalen struggled, you know, with the ball as much as he did yesterday when you think of January divisional round, January conference title round at the link? No, because the diff- one of the differences in Chicago, that win was no joke. Jake Elliott couldn't even make a field goal from 44 yards in a warm-up. Yeah. Now he can kick him from 57. So, no, I think it was the wind as much as everything else. Now, on the, Quez- on the, uh, the pass to Quez Watkins, I don't know that that was really his fault because Quez. It was Quez's did, fault. Yeah, right. It was Quez's fault. He stopped so, on the route. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Uh, so you know, I, I'm not worried about the cold weather in January. If players have played in cold, it's the wind that changes a, a lot of what's going on. So no, I think it's I think it's going to be fine, and it won't be. I'm telling you right now, it will not be as cold as it felt in Chicago. The wind chill was single digits. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, well, I, I, look, I mean, I, maybe, probably. But I'll tell you this. When the Eagles played the Packers in, what, oh, oh three, the Freddie game. The Freddie Mitchell Yeah, coach. that was cold. And when the Eagles played the Falcons in oh four, and when the Eagles played the Bucks in 2000 on New Year's Eve, I mean, they were cold days, man. I know. they, but the Really wind, cold. The wind changes not only – the way you can play the game, but all because I was surprised there was even one field goal attempt yesterday. But what yeah. it changes, what it, it the the chill is, and you remember your the water chill is different than the cold when it's not coming off the water. That water's coming off a of Lake Michigan. Howard, I love when you break down what water chill. I mean, that is that's exciting, man. Well, it's coming off a of Lake no, I'm, Michigan. I'm, I'm playing with you. I'm, I'm telling you, I as soon as I walk. I got to the stadium. First of all, I walk outside from the hotel. And I said, oh, my God. Then I walked into the stadium. Yeah. Oh, it was shut. Howard, let me just ask you a question. I'm going to speak for millions throughout the Delaware Valley right now. I'm actually now trying to figure out, are you defending Jalen Hurts or yeah. are you just complaining? No. For your I'm own defending. your own benefit right I'm, now. I'm correcting the caller <laughs> who thinks he knows everything. I know. It's all good. And I'm going to defend. Hey, listen, it wasn't – but, but, you know, after you get into – a couple of quarters, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, can get some of those Dan Marino. What were they all those years ago? Uh, Isotoner. Isotoner. Yeah, get those gloves next time. Okay. All I'm right, gonna, Howard. Thank you, I'm Howard. do whatever I have to do. All right, buddy. There he <laughs> is, the, the king. I mean, I tell you, Howard asking, braving the elements yesterday and still being alive to talk about it today, it's amazing. It, I mean, really. It's got, miraculous, really. It's, no, I'm playing right. It's all good. No, it's, it's good to get that perspective. Obviously, we knew it was really cold. And we sensed it was really windy. But it did take me, John, until that field goal was missed by Jake Elliott to get a greater appreciation of the win. Because I'll tell you, when the Bears passed up a makeable field goal, I think it was in the first half, I thought, wow, that yeah. coach is an idiot. And then when you see Jake Elliott miss one in the, in the second half, it's like, yeah, okay, I guess that coach kind of knew what he was doing right there. The thing that was strange was you look at the flags on the field goal posts, and they weren't that active. It didn't look like it was massive gusts. It must have just been swirly and unpredictable. Yeah, probably. Because it absolutely affected those kicks. Let's talk to Chris and Berwin. Good morning, Chris. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Great, Chris. What a crazy weekend of football. That was, that was awesome. It was amazing, um, man. 
did you see that ending of the uh, Patriots Raiders game? Like, oh, what we was saw that. Like, I, listen, it was. I'll tell you what it was. It was the craziest ending of an NFL football game I've ever seen. I mean, ever. I've seen. I've seen, look anything crazy that's happened in the last forty years in football. I've seen, and it was the craziest. The craziest. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, that was bizarre. That um, you know, like you said, the Vikings Colts game, insane. All Cowboys Jacks, um, fun. But anyway, Eagles. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts personally. Um, it's just one game. Um, he had a bad game. Um, if there's one thing to, to nitpick out of it, it it goes against what John was saying. I, I would have run from the ball with running backs um, when you're struggling in the passing game. And I don't want to put Jalen Hurts in danger against a, an inferior team like that. There's just no reason to. I would have just kept pounding it, even if it's not Miles. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, whomever. Um, I, I just found that um, interesting. Well, after the game, Nick Sirianni talked about how it was their plan going in. They felt like they could attack the Bears most effectively by running Jalen. And and the Bears did a good job. When we just lined up and handed it off and it wasn't the uh read option, they were they were where they needed to be. They were they were looping linebackers, they were stunning up mm-hmm. front, and they were making it really hard for our offensive linemen to lock on. They right. they were good. Yeah, the Bears that defense yeah. what did not get any credit heading into the game against us. They played their best game of the year. Yeah, the the Bears were more impressive than a three win team typically would be. There's no question about that. Dennis in Mount Laurel. Hi, Dennis. How the hell are you doing today? Uh, it's survive in advance with the Eagles yesterday. It's all good, Dennis. Yeah, ugly win, but it's a win. Cowgirls lose. And you know what I didn't like at the end of the Cowgirls game? Hmm. They always, when they win, they pan to Jerry Jones hugging and kissing everybody in the box. They lost yesterday. They didn't pan to the box. Bad job by that producer. Absolutely. By the way, Dennis, let me ask you a question. Yeah. In what year will it be considered politically incorrect to say cowgirls? I mean, just because you're making some kind of point there, and it brings to mind male and female. Like, you're... You're probably doing something eh, six years from now. It'll probably be next from society. Might not be next on WIP, but the rest of society won't permit it. The last time they won anything was what twenty five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Listen, man, I, Dennis. Let me tell you something. I saw someone this weekend. This guy was about twenty five years old in okay. a restaurant, and he's wearing a Cowboys Super Bowl um, oh. sweatshirt. And I'm thinking <laughs> this guy probably wasn't even alive when they won that game but anyway go ahead Dennis what do you got today yeah you know I, I agree with you know the run thing you know but they we took what they gave us I mean I don't want him run what did he run 17 times yesterday well that's yeah. the other thing we haven't discussed he he got clobbered three or four times and yes, the shoulder one was probably the scariest of the whole season yep. totally because when he stayed down for about three to five seconds and then when you see the replay and see that the shoulder got driven into the ground and, and while, you know, he's relatively unscathed coming out of that game and that he finished it, you don't know that that shoulder won't. He made great throws after he that. He did, but. It was the very next man, play oh man. he made a nice throw. That was scary. I anyway, was I'm sorry, Dennis. Go ahead, man. Maybe John can answer this question. Is he going to feel it more today? Than yes. Okay. Yes. Just, just I like wonder how accident. sore. I wonder yeah. how sore that throwing shoulder is today. And you know, 
Right. Only Jalen knows, and this right. is something that you, you know. This part of the year, you have to manage all sorts of stuff going on with your body. Remember, that's short, not easy to manage. Short week, also, guys. Saturday yeah. game. This is not a Sunday yeah. game versus Dallas. shoulder. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And the good thing is, we only need to win one out of three, or the Cowgirls lose one out of three, and it's ours. Well, the irony, Dennis, is the Eagles could, if they wanted to, John, they could sit all their players for this week and say, you know what. We got this thing so handily wrapped up. We're going to sit players before we clinch. And when we talked <laughs> they won't, to Elliot yeah. after the game yesterday, he brought that idea up. Hey, you need one. Is this the game? Like, do you need to play this game against the Cowboys when you face a terrible Saints team and then a Giants team that hasn't been able to, uh, you know, hang on to the, the good feeling they had to start the season? I mean, if they wanted to sit their players, they – essentially could but they won't they better not because you you get what you can while you can they have you a chance it. to beat Dallas yeah now it'll be it, now. it will be a little interesting and and we might not be able to tell while watching the Eagles and Cowboys but will Sirianni dial back some of the schematic stuff he ordinarily would do if it was a do or die game because you know you might face Dallas next month you know I don't I don't think so I don't uh, I don't either because it's saw, all it's all on tape anyway I mean right pretty much most of it is except he, they throw new stuff out every week Th- this game against the Bears remember the the two-point conversion stuff that we were doing with the shift and 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 guys stemming and guys uh motioning multiple guys moving all around before yep. the snap I and, and then we had six offensive linemen and they shifted you know like that yep. that was crazy to to net the the Jalen you know walk in yep. off the left side that of the was O-line. really cool man it was cool but they're not saving that and yeah. they'll just come up with something new the, for the ensuing weeks I think it's part of our identity that we come out with new wrinkles that work how mad James would the NFL be if the Eagles sit all their players Saturday versus oh my Dallas? god dude Christmas Eve. Britton Covey's the wide receiver. Dude, can you imagine? And uh, they bring up someone from the practice squad for running back. Now they, they It would be a real flex, though. A real power move. <laughs> it really would. It would be. They we would. don't even care about so, this game. We're going fi- to play the Saints because we have their draft pick, so we'll right. just beat them. We don't even care about it. No, you. that's true. So I've always had a – I don't want to say always, but the last three or so years, I've won it in our WIP Fantasy Football League to have the one seed – wrapped up in the regular season so that I could have an empty roster <laughs> for fantasy football. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be yeah. so arrogant to have an empty roster. And I could only do it if who you I was – You were playing someone who wasn't involved in yeah, – Correct. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be fair to do it if it helps that guy make the playoffs right. and someone else doesn't. So I wouldn't do it under that circumstances. But if you had the right circumstances, it would really be arrogant. And it, to James's point, a flex. Speaking of fantasy football, I am almost definitely going not to be – ousted, John. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna join those on the sidelines. I, just I I'm annoyed. I know nobody cares, but I care. And so just know I'm in pain today. <laughs> I care. And and my fantasy basketball league on the same day took a huge hit because Anthony Davis is the number one ranked fantasy uh, basketball player, my main guy. He's gonna be out at least a month. Tough. So I, it was yesterday tough day for Joey was a day. horrible day for me in the world of fantasy. Let's go to Drew right now in Westchester. Hello, Drew. Happy Victory Monday, guys. Uh, so I was at the game yesterday, and about uh, five minutes after it ended, we found out the Cowboys lost on the concourse, and about ten of us <laughs> know who, who did not know each other just broke out in a massive Dallas Ducks chant. It's that's great. Field. It was that's, awesome. That's great. 
<laughs> yeah, it's one of those pure organic uh, moments. Um, in terms of the game, I did not think, you know, Shane Steichen or Nick Sirianni had their best day. But what I don't think I appreciated quite until yesterday is just how good our receivers are. And I know A.J. Brown gets, you know, a bunch of the credit nationally, as he should. But Devontae Smith is a stud, man. There were times yesterday where he just took over that game. And I don't see how any secondary is going to be able to stop us for 60 minutes in the playoffs. True, it was very, it was so obvious that the talent the Eagles bring to the table at wide receiver is is just about unlike any combination we've seen in our lifetime. There was a stretch in the 80s where the Eagles had Mike Quick and Chris Carter. Chris Carter didn't really hadn't become Chris Carter yet, but he was good. You could tell he was really good. I mean, this A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith thing, they are very fortunate as an organization to have them both because it is – it's awesome, man. I mean, those guys were awesome yesterday, just outstanding. Dev- yeah, I mean, Devontae I'll- especially because there was a stretch there where A.J. was – I mean, A.J. had the one drop – and when the offense wasn't doing much, it was Devontae that was pretty much doing yeah. al- almost everything. It felt like it was going to be another huge Devontae yeah. day, and then uh, A.J. came alive too, and that's because the Bears were taking risks. You know, they they were sending guys, and they were leaving their DBs on islands, and you just yeah. you can't do that. you got to pick your poison when you're, when you're facing this Eagles offense, and we yeah, I- took advantage when we, had, when, when we could. Yeah, I thought Devontae picking up the first down on the screen pass when we were pinned back in the third was huge because you could feel a little momentum shift in there. And, yeah, to, to your point, Joe, I'll say, you know, I'm 32, and it's definitely the best receiver group of my lifetime. Yeah. You know, I know Deshaun and Macklin had some years, but they're not anything close to what No, it's a better – listen, T.O.'s better than, than all of them, but it's a better combo than T.O. and Todd Pinkston. There's no doubt. I mean, A.J. Brown is close enough to T.O., and Devontae is way better than Pinkston. It's it's the best combo. It's the best. It might be the Eagles' best combo ever. Obviously, I can't you know give you a good detailed answer on the the old days, the fifties and sixties. But it's a it's a tremendous combination of receivers. By the way, John Devontae also had what for me was one of my favorite moments in the game yesterday. When I can't remember if it was a screen pass or if it was a run, but to the right side, and and he blocked two dudes. He gets a linebacker. That was the long run. Well, and then he gets an, another guy. He got guy. in the way. Nobody, the but guy. but he got it done. And that was a new play. And I was, by the way, I, as the moment was happening, I swear to God, as the moment was happening, I thought, "Damn, Sirianni, he put Devonte Smith on this guy. He's about to get crushed." Like I saw, I actually, he said, "I don't always see it all." I saw this one in real time. I'm like, "Oh, that's a structurally flawed play." But Devontae got the first guy he enough, had, and he got the second guy. It was, ama- it was amazing. Some real want to. Yeah. I mean, that was like a 94 solid, a stretch play, and he became the fullback. You know, from the opposite side of the formation, led, got in the way, and then really tried to blast the, uh, I guess it was the cornerback. The second dude, there. yeah. And, you know, put his helmet on him, and, and it was a big collision, a big hit. And Miles skated right by. It was Miles' best run of the day. And then Devontae had a good celebration, which tells you he's really in it. Like, he was pumping his fist. He was fired he's up. He's tough. That was really, I mean, that was really impressive. Let's talk to Warren in Gwinnett Valley. Hi, Warren. Hey, Joe. Hey, John. How you doing? Great, Warren. Excellent. Joe, you lucked out with the uh, Vikings pulling that out in uh, in Miracle Time for your uh, picks last no, week. No, nope, nope, nope. Because I went 0-3 in my picks. The Vikings were a four-point favorite, and they won by three. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Sorry about that. Yeah. I, I was hoping that was going to make your weekend with uh, 
with the hammer not doing so good on. Well, Friday, you think about it. I, lo- I lose. I lose and beat the hammer. My fantasy football team is going to get eliminated officially tonight. My fantasy basketball team took a, a huge hit, and I went zero and three in my NFL picks this weekend. I mean, so that, what that's could go wrong. Yeah. You got well, it all out of the way now. Christmas is coming, I and guess. it's all going to go your way. Eagles could have lost, but they didn't. That's the one thing that works. There was a, a quote that I heard that the Eagles can have a bad game and still win, and that shows a lot about this team that that even when things aren't going right, they can still pull out a game mm-hmm. and um, and make themselves look good. So I thought that was very positive. That you know, even with all the struggles that they had, yeah, Warren, we we can't hear you, man. But yes, Weird. it was a positive that they pulled it out. We appreciate the call. All right, coming up, what Jalen Hurts said after the game about the cold and the wind and the effect on his performance. He was very candid after the game, and it certainly gave uh, additional context to what we'd seen out there. We'll get to that audio. We'll rock all your calls. Merrill Montage, how it sounded uh, at 11 o'clock. Much more up ahead. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, the holiday season is officially in full swing, and the showcases at Family and Company Jewelers are fully stocked to help you check off every item on your shopping list. Fill her stocking with a gift she'll be showing off all year long and, frankly, for years to come. Look, they've got something for every price point, from necklaces and earrings to, of course, their amazing engagement ring selection. So visit them on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, or online at FamilyJewelers.com. The group at Family & Company Jewelers, Angelo, I, and the whole team, they are wonderful people. They are experts at what they do. Uh, Tell them you heard about them on WIP. They will take tremendous care of you. Wonderful people and true experts. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. You know, that was a funny one because, uh, and of course, Merrill there with the call. John, the, the middle of a field in an NFL game rarely opens up as much as that one did there. Now, they were blitzing, and Jalen saw it, and so he exploited it. That was just... Um, it was... A mistake. It was cavernous how open safety. it was. Uh, it was it cover zero, yeah. meaning you got no one to be the safety net. They sent the safety. He collided with the D tackle. So the, he two guys in one gap, that's never right. And Jalen just took where yeah. he was supposed to be. And it was, yeah, it's rare that you see something that obvious and wrong but we took full advantage i'll say this it also is an example and this is where i think people nationally maybe don't understand it on jalen that's good awareness by him like that's not a gimmick again we covered this last week and i'm sure we'll cover it for a couple years now moving forward i i think there are some people nationally that think what jalen does is a gimmick because it's non-traditional nfl quarterbacking but it was a 20 yard ish i don't know how long 20 25 whatever it was 22 like that's a touchdown that Tom Brady couldn't do. I'm not saying he's better than Tom Brady. Obviously, he's not historically better than Tom Brady. He's better than Tom Brady now. But you got to know what you're seeing and then have the athletic ability to to do that. And he always had the athletic ability. It's it's that he now knows what he's seeing at a higher level than he used to have. And and you know, but he did struggle in the call. Let's listen to Jalen talk after the game about he was very forthcoming about his difficulty with the cold weather. Again, I really hope. Siri and I think Sirianni will do this. By the way, I mean when they f- have a guy fumbles the ball, they talk about ball security and we're going to do a drill and try to knock the ball out. And they do seem to do a good job with trying to correct mistakes. Um, it's not a mistake per se; it's just a reality. He did struggle. Jalen did struggle with the cold weather 
And if I'm Sirianni, I am using the next month, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, to get outside. If the gods give us a cold-weather day and it's a practice day, get outside and see how Jalen does with that, with that football in cold weather as you approach the playoffs. But Jalen was very clear after the game that it did affect him yesterday. I think early in the game, personally, I really couldn't feel my hands. Um, it was very cold. Um, didn't really have good vision on the field, personally. Just... Um, a lot, a lot of different things going on. So, John, you played in a lot of cold weather games, including one of the most famous ever with the Tuck Rule. How tough is it? No one likes it. Uh, I don't care who you are or where the, you grew up. Uh, you know, playing in Minnesota as a kid, you you never you never really get used to it because it hurts. It hurts more. And like you said, when your hands are numb right. and stingy, you know, it's hard to hold on to the ball. It seemed like Brett Favre, though, did get used to it. He did it enough that well, he, he seemed to have an ability to tap you into it. You learn to manage it. Yeah. And, 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 J- and Jalen's not. You don't like it, yeah. but you learn to manage it. And I do think he needs to get that muff thing around his waist and put a couple hand warmers in there. Keep your hands in there as long as possible until right before the snap. Yep. He'll he'll get better at managing. Someone will probably ask Sirianni that today in the press conference. I don't believe that was asked yesterday. I could be wrong. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Mike, you know, Rick, go ahead, John. One last thing. There is like this unwritten rule in football that uh, you're you're not supposed to wear sleeves when it's cold because tough guys don't wear sleeves. And yeah. It's possible that Jalen tried to forego that stuff because he wanted to set a good, tough example for the rest of the team, but it did hurt him. You count know, count me as a, I would be a sleeve wearer. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> Let's go to Mike right now. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Great, Mike. Excellent, excellent. So I was at the game as well. Wow. Um, awesome time. And, uh, you know, look, I wanted a close game just for the uh, to get my money's worth. A little too close for my liking, but um, <laughs> yeah. in the end, look, I take away from it. We played a bad first half. Jalen, we, we saw it terrible. But at the end of the day, this is a character victory. This was a gut check victory. They, If they lost, you could have seen it just coming throughout the whole day. But two things, man. I'm actually glad. Nick stayed with Jalen and did not rely on, on the on the run game. I agree. I, you know, I saw it, too, that they were taking away the run. And, you know, Jalen, at the end of the day, you know, Chris Sims, you clown, this uh, quote-unquote system quarterback, he put the team on his back. He made the big throws when he had to. He made the big runs when he had to. And this mm-hmm. is why he is a franchise quarterback. So I'm good with the offense. And what I really liked is that, we can rely on our defense. I know it's taken a while probably for us to admit to it that we can rely on our defense. Our defense showed up. I mean, look, one thing is we have not played somebody like Justin Fields, and I look at yesterday as, okay, guys, listen, if we're going to potentially play, say, a Josh Allen, yeah. that kind of gives you a glimpse what playing Josh Allen is going to be like. So, you know, I look at it. There's a lot of things we could take at it from a negative, but I'm going to take away the positive. This was – we still can't came away with the victory. We're going to learn a lot. Joe, I fully agree with you. Nick needs to now throw Jalen out in the cold. Put him out there in a freaking T-shirt. Get used to the cold, kid, because it ain't going to get any warmer. And, yeah, you're, uh, you're not going to be playing down in Florida, you know, in January. No, right. You're going to be playing in South Philadelphia. 
It is what it's what it is, man. Listen, yep, yep. So I mean, I I agree with you, and I, again, some concerning things, yes. But at the end of the day, this was a gut check character victory. I agree. Kind of victory that a juggernaut Super Bowl winning team does. <laughs> All right, Mike. I love it. That's good stuff. Let's go to Rodney right now. Hi, Rodney. How you doing? Great, Rodney. Wonderful, buddy. Hi. Uh, Two things. I mean, I want to jump on the running game thing, but Hassan Reddick for defensive player of the year. Like, big. You talk, you're talking, talking team. You talking team or league? Out of the league. Out of the uh, league. He, he ain't gonna win the league, but he's. He, I he, mean, Michael Parsons only has one more sack than him, but Hassan has two more forced fumbles. Well, I didn't realize it was that close. That's interesting. I look. Yeah, he, I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna win it, but he's he's had a tremendous first season. Ah, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, to touch on uh, the uh, Quez Watkins interception, yep. Quez couldn't see the ball. Jalen said it. The vision was the problem because the sun was in their face, but I still don't think Quez is getting the heck, I mean, uh, the flag that he's, that he's deserving. Cause I got gotcha. A number three receiver. Rodney, what's going on back there? We, we, we building, we building a home. What are we doing back there? What's going on? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're building a house. That's what I thought. Wow, man. good call by you, Decamry. That's, that, that's a hammer. A hammer knows a hammer. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rodney. Thanks, man. John, I, I was annoyed with Quez yesterday, and and I know you know when we talk to Mike Quick, he's always very up on Quez. He believes in him. Uh, that interception was absolutely on Quez the way that he stopped his route and and I don't know about the sun I I didn't think about the sun you know maybe as he turned his head he was blinded and he just sort of disoriented but he half speed burst from a break you know of of his route and Jalen's expecting him to come out of that full speed and look for the ball. It didn't look like he was expecting the ball to come well, his way. Yeah, he didn't have a good game. And then the, the we ha- whatever those run plays are, where we end up, you know, tossing it to mm-hmm. him behind the line of scrimmage, the jet sweep with mm-hmm. Quez. It's like you know what to expect. It feels like Nelson Aguilar all over again, where he sort of tiptoes and yep. goes sideline and then gains nothing. Does not get upfield the way I want him to. I just feel like. He is the weakest link on this offense. I agree with that. And we keep trying to force the issue and, and get him involved. And it's it's very frustrating to watch. Well, it is. And he's he's a little bit of a specialist player. He's, his primary thing is stretch the field and get down the field. And he's okay at it. He's not great. I agree with you, John, that other stuff. He's not particularly good at it. He is clearly the the worst skill position player on the offense. And then if you put all the offense alignment in the mix, he's, he's probably the weakest player on the offense. But I'll tell you this, if, if Quez Watkins is your weakest player, you're going to win a lot of games because he's not horrendous. But I, I agree, he has not developed the way we would want to see him develop. Certainly not from training camp and the preseason in 2021 when it looked like, whoa, this guy might be really good. He's not that. It felt like out the gates, 2021, the first game. Well, we, the first three plays went to him. It was Quez, Quez, I Quez. I remember it, yeah. yeah. It, but anyway, let's go to Chris right now. Hi, Chris. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, one of the main takeaways that I have from yesterday is that the offense had objectively a bad day, but Jalen still threw for 315. A.J. had a career day. And he's Jalen's only two rushing touchdowns away from the outright record for a quarterback at 15. Um, so I think that's a pretty good place to be, all things considered. 
And then in the conversation about him struggling in the cold, I think one of the most impressive things about Jalen is his ability to course correct and how quickly he can do so. Mm -hmm. So I'm not particularly worried about that come playoff time. And then we still have Dallas Goddard coming back. uh, So that's going to be a big boost. But then I just wanted to leave you guys with two questions. So the first is, for Jordan Davis, has his role simply changed with the uh, onset of, of Joseph and Sue? Or Probably a little bit, yeah. yeah I think with that's, an injury? They're not bringing him back. Uh, they're, not, they're not giving him as many opportunities as I expected he was going to get. You know, before Sue and Linville Joseph were here, he was 20, you know, mid-20s in terms of snaps. I think he got 14 yesterday. And they just don't feel the need to rush him because Linville Joseph and, and Dominic and Sue are, are doing a really good job. And, Chris, my sense is that'll probably continue all year. When they weren't playing him a ton in the first two months, I think they wanted to ramp him up for the second half of the season and get him to play more. But they probably see that as less necessary now that those mm-hmm. other guys are in there. Yeah, and I think it, it probably with, with Hargreave having such a good year, I think we can probably forget him coming back next year. And with Sue and Joseph maybe having them come back on one-year mercenary contract. Maybe, great. maybe. But then I also just had a question. I think we need to seriously talk about when do we rest guys. If we win against Dallas, do yeah. sit Jalen and then maybe have a three-week layoff? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, so here's the thing, Chris. There's a few different factors that go into it. And one is, I'm being straight up serious here this isn't a joke one is what happens with the new orleans saints and other teams around them in the meantime unfortunately yesterday the saints won a game mm-hmm. and in winning that game they jumped from uh, let me look it up here they They're jumped at ninth now yeah that's a big leap john it went from the fifth pick to the ninth pick yeah we, ha- we and, have and with the loss. bucks and panthers losing and them beating atlanta they are again firmly in the afc or nfc south race again i think the, all those teams are only separated by a game now. yeah they are one game back of being the 19th pick in the draft if they win the playoff make the playoffs so my instincts as of right now are eagles should play all out against the saints in the game after the cowboys in part yeah. for that draft pick but I will say I'd be prepared to, you know, maybe amend that statement based on how games go this weekend. Do the Saints win again? Do they lose? Uh, you know, do other teams around them, you know, with four and five wins, do they win? Do they lose? Um, I'll deal with that on Monday or Sunday if I'm the Eagles. But right now I'm of the mindset to play, but to be determined. I think you've got to put them down. You've got to you've got to give them a decisive loss because it absolutely helps you. Uh, so I think the next two weeks, yeah, but he, but he, going but, to play. But here's the flip side, John. Because listen, this will be a topic next week. The reality is, you know, someone could call in, and it's a reasonable point, and say, "Well, hold on a second, guys. Are you saying five picks in an NFL draft from five to ten or ten to fifteen, whatever in that range, seven to twelve? Are you really saying that is worth risking Jalen Hurts could get injured and now he's not available for you in the playoffs? I mean, it's not an easy call. And honestly, it's part of the reason why, from my vantage point, I don't have a call yet. I'd deal with that next week if I'm the Eagles. Come on, man. I don't know, it's John. It's regular that's... season. you got 17 games. Yeah. I, that's not what easy. A, what a luxury to be in a position <laughs> where you could even consider it. I, I... Just telling you. I think they're going to take the last game off. That's what I think. But that's it. We'll see. All right, coming up to Merrill Montage, how it sounded yesterday here on WIP with Merrill and Mike calling the game. That plus all the calls as well. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.